amazing word from the Lord today. So my job is simple. I see Pastor Laddie. Good to see you. Many of you have met my sister, Dr. Mrs. Dosumu. The husband is here, Pastor Dosumu. Pastor Wale Dosumu is good to have you. In Acts of the Apostles chapter 19, the Bible shows us a city that was the center of the world at the time. I want to speak to you for a moment. It was the center of the world. It was rich, very rich. It's got everything, but the people were under a spell. The city of Ephesus had everything, but the driving force in that city was idols. The Bible says in Acts of the Apostles chapter 19, while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some of the disciples. The first thing he did was to find the disciples in the city. But these disciples, look at this now. He said he found some of the disciples and asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Then they answered, no. We have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So Paul asked, then what baptism did you receive? They said, John's baptism. They replied, Paul said, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. John's baptism tells you to change your mind. It is not the baptism of change. It is not the baptism of the kingdom. It is the baptism of repentance. It says John's baptism was the baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him that is in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul placed his hand on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in tongues. In case you're here for the first time, we wonder why are they speaking in all this? They spoke in tongues and prophesied. Remember, they didn't just speak in tongues. They prophesied. There were about 12 men in all. Long story short, then Paul would go into the synagogue and teach in that city until they found what has held that city bound. There was a God in that city I forgot the name of the God now. I'm sure you will know. Talk to me now. Huh? Anyway. About the time there arose a disturbance about the way. So what they called Christians in those days was the people of the way, not Christians. So when they say, these Christians are in some peace and someone gets angry. Say, God doesn't even know who they are anyway. They are the people of the way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. He said, a silversmith named Demetrius who made silver shrines of Artemis brought a lot of business from the craftsmen there. He called together. Now, let me cut this story short. They worshipped a God in that city. But you see, there were disciples in that city and they could not change this God. Why? Because the baptism they have is the baptism of John. 
They were preaching there. They knew the word. They know the Torah. They were obedient. But there was no uproar in that city. There was no shift. Someone say shift. There was no shift. There was no shaking. But they were good teachers of the word. They, they are the people of the way. But the problem is they couldn't show people the way. Because they do not have the navigator of the way with the Holy Ghost. Are you really here with me? It feels like I'm not inspired today though. Mm. So, but their baptism was baptism of John. They were baptized into the water and they believed. But they did not speak in tongues. They did not have the Holy Spirit and they did not prophesy. Prophecy is not fortune telling. It is fortune changing. I told you, I'm, I, they, they, I think I'm in spa. The sea is missing somewhere today. It could be that you look too nice and you don't want to mess. You, you just look like Pastor Hobie this morning. You don't want to touch anything. They, 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 they were Christians. The presence of Christians in a city does not change the city. London City is an example. It is the presence of the Holy Ghost. It is the presence of the power of God. But it needs people. That's why I can never... The prophecy Reverend gave at the end that when we land, everyone will be pastors in that house. That's the church I'm looking for. By everyone will be pastors anointed. And in your generation, if people still look at pastors and say, oh, they're just religious pastors, then that person is ignorant, right? These are captains of industries. These are mountain takers. You guys have proved that there is nothing impossible in any city in the world. You've taken London. What takes people 50 years to build, you are building it individually in your 20s. And it doesn't matter how old you are. But this God took that city captive. They were in bondage to him. Read, read from where I stopped, then you'll go back to, yeah. And this continued for two years. What continued? Paul kept teaching. Now, look at the people Paul is teaching now. He found disciples. Look, look at this. He's found disciples. He's laid hands on them. They are now prophesying. And he was teaching easily. For two years. Non-stop. Uh-huh. So that all who dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus. What kind of a ministry is this, Paul? That you're teaching in synagogue will make everyone who dwell in Asia hear the word. Ah. They didn't hear the name. I'll just stop preaching now. They didn't hear the name. They heard the word. You can quickly jump somewhere and shout, Jesus. You say, oh, they know about Jesus. No, they heard the word. Everyone in Asia, we're over a thousand people here this morning. 
as this city heard the word, as Europe heard the word, as, as the United Kingdom heard the word, and there are thousands of churches everywhere, but nobody is hearing the word. The word is scarce because we have disciples without the Holy Ghost. When you don't have the Holy Spirit, you are afraid of what the newcomer who is coming to church for the first time today. You're wondering, oh, I wonder how they will feel. So let's not get into it. I wonder how they feel with their lives when life is not going good. They feel confused, right? Brother said, oh, I came to church, but I was a bit confused. But you're confused about life already. If you just listen, confusion will stop. You will not be part of the statistics outside there. The whole of Asia heard the word. Uh-huh. Both Jews and Greeks. Doesn't matter who. Uh-huh. Now. Now. God worked unusual miracles. There were things that happened through Paul that was not usual. What started it? The word. Uh-huh. Unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. Yeah. So that even handkerchief. Anything that has contact with the flesh of Paul will bring healing to many. Fast forward from there so that people don't start handkerchief service where they pray on handkerchief because Paul's aprons. Read on, please. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists... They ganged up against Paul, all the wizards of that nation. Now, Paul had preached to a place where there's going to be an interface with the God of that nation. Don't forget that the God of that city was um, Artemis, but it was an economic God. It brought him money. Yeah. It was all about money. So he held the city captive because of money. Why, why are the young men and women killing themselves money? Everything money, right? But Paul... I'd face the God of money with the word. Yeah. And they are angry. They are angry. They are livid. But God is about to do something quickly. Took it upon themselves to call on the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, mm -hmm. saying... Oh, you're talking about the God, the, the, the sons of Skipher. Skip the Skiffans. Then... Then, the man in whom the evil spirit was... Jumped on them. You're still saying the same thing, sister. This became known both to all Jews... And the fear of God was upon everyone. These guys wanted to cast out the God of that city without the Holy Spirit. Skip all of that. Go to the scripture now. Now, Ephesus is under siege. Paul had taken it. This is my simple submission this morning. And this is what the Lord wants me to ask you. Very simple. Listen to this now. In the city of Ephesus. Uh -huh. So the word of the Lord. Where are you reading from? Acts 19.20. Acts 19.20. Yep. So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. The word of God in the city of Ephesus. The word of God grew. I didn't know the word grows, you know. The word of God grew mightily and prevailed. You see, there cannot be prevailing without a wrestling. 
So every time we're speaking the word, there's a fight. That's why I wanted to read that story, but for time. So they held Paul captive. Paul kept speaking. There's a wrestle. There's a fight. So this is the question God wants me to ask you. Has the word of God prevailed over your life? No, no, no. You've got to take those situations. Everything Reverend Betty spoke about, the past, the deeds, everything. Has the word prevailed? Because you want to prevail in life without the word prevailing on you. So, certainly, certain tendencies in me have not died. Insecurity. Um, sexual tendencies. They've not died, but there is a wrestle going on. You're somewhere. You're not here. So let me forget this side. There is a fight going on in my life and that's why you cannot define me by my fight. So from the day that Paul entered Ephesus, you can no longer define Ephesus by the God who ruled that city anymore because there's a fight going on. You know, each time the children of Israel goes to battle, to fight, to take the Philistines out, guess what is happening? It is the word because each of their battle, it was God who would tell them, go and take the land. So when they are swinging the sword, it is the word engaging. What you're doing when you leave this place today is you are engaging your local community. You are engaging your workplace. You are engaging the finance mountain. And it may not look as if you are winning right now, but there is a fight. And as the world grows, you are about to prevail, Spark Nation. Listen. The biggest mistake people have made is to define me by my fight. They did not know that as long as I'm allowing the word of God to flow in, I'm getting supplies from the headquarters to establish the kingdom in my life so mightily grilled the word that the word prevailed over a whole city. Ah. You know where you missed it? You began to reduce the word because of your struggle. My brother said, you know, Pastor preached about fornication today and I felt so bad, so uh, I, I don't even feel worthy of praying. I don't even feel worthy of reading my Bible. Guess what just happened? The word reduced. Satan and his armies got stronger. What would have happened is in the middle of that thing, whatever your sins are, in the middle of it, you should have gotten more word so that the word can mightily grow and the word can prevail because you didn't hear what I just said. What happened was also in the city of Samaria, there was a woman in that city. And the woman asked a question, but she was prevailed over. She's had five husbands. But then Jesus was waiting by the well one day. The tree, you remember Lester? Was waiting by the well. And this woman came to fetch water. That day, the word prevailed over her life. Guess what happened? She prevailed over the city. 
if you are struggling in your mountain, it's because the word has not prevailed on you yet. When the word prevails on you, the word comes into your life to fight first. So me, as Obi, my first struggle, oh my God, I feel the power of God right now, is against the word. The word, oh my God. The entrance of the word. It said, for you know the manner of entry. When the word eats Obi, it entered with force. Obi was fighting it. It's saying, I don't like what I heard. But something in his spirit is absorbing. So the word kept fighting. Do you know the days when you begin to get more humble? No, no, no. You're, when you first came, you were alive, right? Uh, when... When you first made money, you were alive, but the word is coming now and it looks as if you are not making money, so you are getting gentle. Before, if somebody replies your word, you have, have 10 to reply them, but now you're, you, you, you have so much fight that you don't even have time. You are so weak, right? You are so weak, right? The word is taking you captive. God is using the word to break you. The word is prevailing. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. That will not permit me. Psalm 100 and something. Joseph, he said, until the word of God tested him, the word of God tried him. Then the king called for him. What happened to Joseph? Every of his struggle, he was sold. They gave him, they gave him garment of many colors. He thought he has arrived. God said, this cloth cannot last you. I called you into the nations. This cloth cannot last you. Oh my God, I feel the preaching anointing so powerful, you know. It's got the cloth of many, I, I feel an anointing, you know, you know. The, the, I wish this was Thursday right now, right now. They gave him cloth of many colors. But this cloth is not for nations. It's to oppress his brother. So the word came to him in a dream. He saw his brothers bowing down to him. But he thought, wow, this is a big dream. God said, that's my word. That word is not going to take you to the palace. It's going to take you to the prison. Because it's going to be a struggle before Pharaoh. Oh my God. Pharaoh, Pharaoh was the one that Joseph was sent to. Pharaoh lives in the city, Egypt. A powerful guy whose word stands. Whenever Pharaoh speaks, if he asks that a person be beheaded, oh my God, they're going to behead the person. But another man is coming who is not a king, but he, he, he had a robe of many colors. God said, this robe cannot help you. He got to the house of Potiphar. He thought Potiphar would be his connect to the palace. God said, Potiphar is too small. Every journey of yours is my word taking you through when the bible says your word is a light unto my path and a lamp unto my feet what he's saying is it will teach you to fight if it's a light to your path you are going to go through the shadow the valley of the shadow of death in the valley of the shadow of death you will wrestle death reverend talked about the the mulberry tree I don't have time right now about the coffin. 
I don't have time right now. But Joseph was buried in the Moby tree, in the dungeon. It was the word of God that was fighting. And one day God's word took him captive. Have you been taken captive by the word? Listen to me first time. If the word has not taken you captive, the word will take you captive. If you get a good job before you get a good call, you are Satan's captive. Talk to me. He sent a man oh my God. Uh -huh. before them, Joseph, who was... The apostles were 11. Okay, sorry. The brothers of Joseph were 11, but he sent a man. Listen to the scripture. He sent a man before them. It was God who sent Joseph. We thought his brother sold him. You cannot not forgive listen don't let people beg you to forgive you are ruining you he taught his brother sold him but now when david the root of jesse when christ was going to talk about joseph he said he sent him it was god who sent him Whatever condition you are in, God sent you. That's why you're in Spark Nation today. Otherwise, if things went the way you wanted it to, you may never be here. He sent you. But it was God sending him. But, but then in the shape of his brothers betraying him. Ah! The futility of a man who does not know God. I hope before you leave this place, you will run to God. And stop deceiving yourself with the captivity of the world. They are only lying to you. The world will not give you nothing. If they give you something, they will take it times ten. Talk to me, sister. I, I just want to stop now. Joseph, who was sold as a slave. Who did he send? He sent Joseph, who was sold as a slave. Don't, don't, don't forget, it was still the world sending him. So I came to a, this is your point of breakthrough, listen. When you come to a place where you know nothing can happen in your life without God's influence. Nothing. Nobody can disappoint you if it is not God. Nobody can appoint you if it is not God. If man by themselves love you and appoint you, you will disqualify you because it has no God in it. You know, if you reach that point in your life, you will not, you will not be in a hurry anymore. He sent a man, Joseph, as a slave. Uh -huh. They hurt his feet. Hey, listen. They, human beings, hurt his feet. But whose feet are they hurting? God's word. God used the hurting of his feet. Your word is a lamp unto my feet. Huh? You, did you see the first one was they hurt his feet. They ought his feet. The feet, this feet is the word. And of course, you know, when your feet are hurting, sometimes it looks like defeat, right? That's what you call defeat. Uh-huh. It's not hurting you. The word is doing something. It's wrestling you. 
God's word wants to prevail like he tried to do with Jacob. He wants to take the place in your life, his kingdom. Someone say, whenever Spark Nation is everywhere, anywhere, you guys talk about take over, take over. What is take over? Take over means when you get to a city, you establish God's kingdom. Why? So that 10,000 people are not dying every year on the streets. That's take over. Take over is not big dream. Oh, we want to be chairman. No. You bring the peace of peace. And you chase out that little overrated bastard called Satan. You chase him out of town. You establish the kingdom of God. That's what we are here for. We are not here to worship by singing. We are here to take over so that when you pass law, those laws will help young people. When you pass, when you make decrees, it will help because you've taken over. You will reign in the political field. In the, when you take over financially, right? What happens? You will use your money to do what God has asked you to do. But the church has not taken over. They're begging the government for gift aid. Those who are sent as gifts are now looking for gifts. I said, brother, why are you particular about gift aid when the gift of God has been given to man? So when we say what is take over, what is take over, Leicester take over, we're saying we're going to wrestle in Leicester, we're going to wrestle in Manchester until we take over so that we can be in charge. And when the righteous rule, huh, the people rejoice. The Bible says in the city of Samaria, joy broke out because of revival. When revival came, people were happy. People were rejoicing. He said, but when the wicked rule, the people are in sorrow. Look at our cities today. Who is ruling? So when we say take over agenda, you may be here for the first time. You like spark. You don't like spark. You don't need to like spark. You just need to like peace. Oh my God. Finish this, please. He was laid in irons. He was laid in irons. Uh -huh. Until the time that his word came to pass. Ah. Came to pass means he had engaged him. You can't pass Obi without going through Obi. Until the time that his word. Look, everything you're trying to do in life will fall flat. If the word has not prevailed over you. Until the time the word came to, his word came to pass. Uh -huh. The word of the Lord tested him. Oh my God. The word of the Lord tested this Joseph guy. How? God told him, I'm coming to test you. No. Through the fetters, through the irons, through the prisons, through everything. It was the word. It is the word working in my life right now. God does not need to explain what is going on in my life right now to nobody. Because it is his word. And hey, if you know how to read the word, you know how to read your life. I didn't say if you know how to read the Bible, you know. God told me early this morning, let me repeat it again, he says. The Bible, the compendium of God's thought, right? The gathering of God's thought. But you need to know his word about that thought. You will get that maybe in 2099. 
it's a thought. But that thought still has a word. How do I put that now? The, anyway, the word of God tested him. Now, sit down, Pastor Obi. Let me just stop, please. Otherwise, we'll be here for too long. God's word prevailed in Ephesus when God found people to trust the word into or unto. So mightily grieved the word that the word prevailed. We're engaging London City with the word. But it starts with you. As the word prevailed over you. When we make altar calls and people come to the altar, the word just prevailed to a certain extent. Now, what God wants next is for that word to grow. When people pull you out of what God is doing, their word just prevailed. Pharaoh sent for Joseph with his word when Joseph had come to pass the test of the word. I just want to make a call. I, I, and I'm asking you today that the city, this city and this nation is not far from us to take over. That's not by the prayer of take over. It's so mightily grilled the word that the word took hold of that city. God says, don't be afraid of your battles right now. It is the word fighting. If you have become the word, I told you, God is not interested in your life. Is interested in his life in you, except you eat this flesh. I told you in Leicester, in my life be glorified. God said, I want. I want my life in you. Because it is Christ in you that is the hope of glory. Spark Nation, we've, also, we've now reached again this junction of explosive growth and it is word. This Thursday, I hope, you know, we're going to look for a venue, and I just want a venue for 600 people. From next Sunday, we're going to cricket ground for four weeks. You know why? I need intimacy. I need word. So we're only going to take 800 registration per Sunday. Those who can't make it will come back in April. April is a good month. In fact, it's Abib. Because God said, if you're talking London City today, to take London City over is the growth of the word. Whatever is going on in your life, if the word grows, everything you would, you don't outgrow things by experience and time, outgrow it by the word. So tell your neighbor, go eat more now. Go and eat more. In case you're here this afternoon and you're far from the Lord, you're far from the Word, I want to make a call and I don't have much time today. The reason why I don't want to speak for long is because I think things have been said. Thursday we're going to meet probably in Canary Wharf. We're going to do what it takes to find a venue that can take all those. Last week, on Tuesday, the World Church had close to 400 people there for their own midweek service. And the Revival Church had about 350 for their midweek service. At the so that means across the nation, 
I was close to six or 700 people gathered for midweek service. This week, the Lord has asked me to ask to speak to you about the overcoming word. And so I need a day, maybe Wednesday, maybe Thursday, but we need a bigger space. And I want to prepare you for the next four weeks. Growth is coming. And the destiny of this house has been given to you. It's a house of leaders, shepherds. So I understand if you fall away. I'm not talking to you. I understand if you fall away because a time must to come where it gets more fierce for what God is about to do. And you say, I, I, I'm not here for this. I was only looking for a church that is nice. Well, if that's what you're looking for, you enter the wrong place today. But if you are looking for a church, a gathering of people that will change the city, change the nation, and change the world, you enter the right place. Thank you for that. You just came to the right place. If you are one of those who all your life you've always looked out for the interest of others, you've entered the right place. If you are one of those who cannot just watch evil happen, poverty happen every day and walk past it in your own bid to be prosperous, then you've entered the right place. But if you came thinking, you know what? I just came because it said if you go to church, people can bless you or God can bless you and you live a better life, you enter the wrong place. We believe that our lives get better because we make other people's lives better. We believe that our life get better because we stop bitterness in the life of other people. If you came here this morning and you thought you've come to a perfect place, you enter the wrong place. It's not perfect because I'm here. I don't know about your neighbor. I still have things that the world is struggling with in my life trying to get through. But what I'm saying today is, Lord, I want the world to prevail over me. I know there's a fight going on. And I'm not ignorant to say that the fight is over. The fight was not over because I became a pastor. No, the day I became a pastor, the fight got to another level. Now I'm no longer just fighting my own fight. I'm fighting the fight of souls attached to me. And I've got to fight it through. So that's why you're not married yet. Meaning someone. I said, of course. Because he doesn't want you to start another fight until you've overcome the fight of the people you need to fight for. I want to make a call in case you are far away from the Lord. In case there are words prevailing over your life contrary to the word of God. Eve allowed the tempter's word to prevail. At that point when Satan was quoting the Bible to her, there's a fight going on. It is fight for mankind and Eve messed up. Eve messed mankind up. Adam messed mankind up. Why? Because they could only see themselves. How selfish. They wanted to be top banker. They wanted to look like God. But the word came because the word was there. So Satan engaged them and they, they, they were prevailed over. I just want to make a brief call in case there's anyone here today who is going to make a decision to say, I want this word of God. I don't understand it fully, but I want it to prevail over my life. 
I want it to take preeminence over my life. I, I'm, I'm struggling, but the word can grow to a place where it prevails. Anywhere you're seated at, this is the defining moment. This is the life-changing moment. Yes, we celebrate the number of people who come to Christ, but it is more than the numbers. It is in the numbering, meaning there is one specific person that God came to this service for. There's someone that God is looking for. It's time to pray, you know. It is time that lives change. I can share word and word and word, but God says, now it's time. I need somebody. Anywhere you are, falling away from grace, falling away from the Lord, never knew the Lord, first time in church, something in your heart just says, this belongs to you. I want you to stand up from where you are and begin to walk towards me. My job and the job of all the ministers is to welcome you into the kingdom.